Hi, everybody. Well, it is time for another Awesome Women podcast. And today we have the very awesome Kim Allen joining us. Hey, Kim. Hi, how are you going? Good, thank you. Now, Kim, you own CRA Constructions alongside with your husband and you have been building a team together for quite a few years now and have a fabulous team of 15 staff. This podcast is sponsored by Ostworld, Australia's most trusted name in wholesale plumbing solutions and proud supporter of awesome women in construction. Give us a, how did it all happen? Did you wake up one day, Kim, and go, yes, I've got this great idea, let's start a business, or did it just evolve in its natural progression? Oh, there was no uh, natural to it. Um, We had a business partner at the time, and essentially um, he said, oh, well, he did a dirty on us, and we've had to, we had just spent all our money on renovating our house. We had no savings to us and we essentially had to go, oh, shit, we now have no income. We need to um, resign directorship of this other company um, and just start afresh. Um, I had been always in the background working with Chris on you know, other things, but we had never worked in business together. Um, and Chris essentially was always a site supervisor, but never really had the knowledge of, um, like he'd always owned his own business, but always had support from business partners. So we essentially had to just find a way to, um, create this business and figure it out day by day and, um, make it work. So Chris went back on the tools for a few months and I became the on-site cleaner and, um, as we started building up our builder network and trying to figure out what avenue of plastering we wanted to do and focus on, um, we started generating enough business to then start putting on one tradesman, two tradesmen, hiring an apprentice, and the ball sort of rolled on from there. Cool. So when you talk about avenues of plastering, I mean, we all live in homes and we see plasterboard on the walls and the ceilings, but it's so much more than that, right, Kim? Yeah, absolutely. So we have, um, there's different categories of uh, a plasterer. You can either be a fixer, which is sheeting on the walls. You can be a setter, which is um, making the joins disappear, essentially. So when you paint the wall, you don't realise that there's actually two or three sheets of plasterboard on that wall. Um, And then there's framing, so metal framing, instead of being a carpenter, building the actual wall itself. Um, And then you've got a sand, of course, but uh, you have different avenues of residential, commercial work. um, And in residential, you've also got um, project homes. So you're you're volume builders who just very stock standard homes. um, And then you go into renovations and um, custom builds. So we've chosen to focus on high end renovations and custom builds essentially where we're working with the builder and the architect to be able to do um, higher quality finished products. Yeah, I love it. Mm. And 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 having had the time or maybe not so to select that, that would have been one of your primary, I guess, focuses to pick a lane, right? Yeah, we were, um, so Chris came from a um, commercial background where he was helping, plast- well, he was plastering uh, unit towers. Mm-hmm. Um, he ran a team of 120 staff. Most of them were subby, half subbies, half full time. Um, and we have 
gone, well, we don't like that avenue because we don't like the repetition and the politics that goes with it. So we've said, okay, let's focus on residential. But theory construction at the time, we had carpentry business um, experience, we had plastering experience, so we had no idea which avenue we were going to go down. So we didn't want our business name alone just to be focused purely on plastering. So we've just gone very generic. It's shot us in the bum now that the avenue we've gone down, but we just, uh, when we first started out, we knew we only wanted to do residential. We knew we didn't want to do volume because it's um, very little margin and high turnover um, and high stress. Everyone's um, got a poor quality of finish and not looking at the bigger uh, end result. So essentially we, um, yeah, we we just started um, building as many builders as we can. We still do a bit of commercial work, but we only, um, we're guided by the builders um, that we've chosen to work for. So if they say, hey, um, I've got, I'm doing a shop fit out, we'll help them with that. But then they'll go and do 90% of their jobs in a, a renovation aspect. Mm -hmm. So um, it's sort of, we've as we've gone along and grown, we've gone, let's purely focus on um, the high-end aspect because we are high quality finish. So we're just going to make our model. We're too expensive for the volume builders, essentially. Yeah, but it's picking, it's finding, like we talked about that lane. And, you know, you mentioned before about your business name and it's not necessarily suitable for what you do now. But when we start businesses, sometimes we don't know where that end game is, right? And we do the best with what we have at the time. Yeah, we we essentially, as soon as we figured out what we, the avenue we're going and we're only going to stick to plastering, it was a know your product and know to do it well. Yeah. And that's where we've gone, stuff everything else. Let's just focus on one avenue. Um, so now we put plasterer um, over all our marketing. So our cars that we have on the road is in ginormous riding plasterer. So it's focusing on what we are instead of our logo and our company name. Yeah. Yeah, nice. So as you mentioned, starting the business, um, you know, happened quite quickly. It was very rapid fire. So anybody who's listening that has, you know, thought about starting a business, isn't quite sure where to start, where, what are those top three things that you'd say, whether they're people, places or who, to think about before you go jumping off that cliff? Before you go jumping, you need to speak to an accountant for one, but two, you need to speak to someone who's run a business. Um, the biggest, we've really, really struggled um, the past few years. We've sort of um, shoot from the hip every single day, just trying to figure it out. It makes your life much more difficult and you have to rework stuff so regularly when you shoot from the hip and you're not dealing with someone from experience. You have to obviously learn as you go to a degree, but if you can speak to someone who um it does run their own business and figure out what they've done wrong why they've done it wrong and what they think to do the right way um just speaking to as many people as possible the first thing I ever did was joining a week um, <laughs> and and that was essentially um networking so since I've joined a week I've um, branched out to speaking with recruiters to accountants to a mentor I now have to doing your wonderful course for confidence. Um, it's just given me the tools that I need to expand um, our business and guide us in the right direction. And we've reworked a lot. Like we're on to our third accountant now. 
not everything you're going to do first up is going to be correct. Yeah. Um, even, you know, creating your own invoice or you, it, essentially running your own business is creating everything from scratch and you're not supposed to know everything. So it's it's taking the experience from others and helping that guide you. Yeah. And it's cutting ourselves some slack because, you know, no one, I mean, you know, whether it's high school or you go and do a cert four in small business or whatever, you know, it's a really quick gloss overview, right? They don't tackle the hard knocks and the, right. you know, the, the real, I'm going to call it the real business, right, Kim, for lack of a better word, you know, you go in, do your cert four in small business, great. Mm. when you put that logo on a website or Instagram or you open up the phone lines, that's when the real lessons start, right? And it's learning um, even just where to advertise, you know, um, marketing your business, what to waste your money on, what not to. Like every few years the market changes and how you need to market. You know, you've got Facebook, you've got Instagram. Facebook is now weaning out and no longer cool. You've got Instagram and TikTok and all these crazy things that you need to start thinking about and, you know, I'm a plasterer, but for some reason I have to be on LinkedIn. Yeah. Who would have thought? Like it's um, it's one of those things that it's all getting your name out there. So people think of you every single opportunity when as soon as they think of a plasterer or whatever your industry yeah. is yeah. of you. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And we need to cut ourselves some slack. We don't know all of the answers, right? We don't know what we don't know. But as you've mentioned, as we learn it and we change it and we evolve, we just need to be kind to ourselves. Absolutely, absolutely. It's it's hard and you kick yourself in all the time going, I wish I knew this. I wish I knew that earlier. But, yes, yeah, simply speaking to someone in business or getting involved with a business coach or mentor will change your life it um yeah it's we've learned things a lot the hard way and simply by getting direction or talking about your situation to someone else um that they'll just give you a little snippet it's just like becoming a mum you know you don't know anything about being a mother until you enter this you have this child and then you go why won't it stop crying and then some mum goes oh just try this it's the same as being in business it's just getting um, that one small recommendation, which you might roll your eyes at at the time, but by gosh, it's relevant. <laughs> so let's let's have a chat as well about changing the way plasterers are perceived in the industry. Yeah, so plasterers essentially are looked at um, little crackheads. Um, <laughs> it is, there's no denying that, that we've got a very, very bad reputation of being messy, sloppy, unprofessional, um, our big concept since starting the business is being professional, being reliable, um, and just being on to it. Our builders come back to us because we quote up front, because our guys um, speak to them on site and help them on site and are courteous and polite. And I've got them all in college shirts and they arrive in a respectable car and they are clean and it's um, the small things that matter in terms of them coming back to you time and time again. Yeah. Um, we quote on time. We invoice correctly. We um, it's all the small things that um, it makes their life easy. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And it's that's clean site. I know from my experiences on site and project managing, you have a clean site, and you yeah. know who is that that is such a huge win, um, and you yeah. want those people back, right? Absolutely. Um, And our big thing is having our staff full time. So we have them on wages, pay annually, 
all the um, gimmicks that you would expect in a normal industry, but is not common in our industry for plasterers. So I don't know, at least 80, 90% of the workforce is subcontracted out. Um, and they, it, it's a, a single fella who's simply, you know, trying to earn big money, but has no idea what he's doing. And you're passing the buck, giving him all the responsibility on site and you're simply being the transaction in between. So we take that away and um, have our guides full time. So they actually care what they're doing. We do the extra mile for the builder. We go above and beyond. We do the extra coat um, instead of two coats. We do three, for example. Um, it's just the extra above and beyond in terms of um, compared to other subcontractors out there. Yeah. Now you were talking before about how your return clients, you know, you have great relationships with your builders and they may do, you know, 80%, um, you know, um, refurbs and whatnot. And then they'll do the odd job on this side that might be commercial and you're happy to help them with that. But how do you, with your staff, you know, how do you, or how have you had them help you with that um, image, I guess, of, what you are you know who you are what you do and that brand so that that repeat work will keep coming yeah so the big thing is we've encouraged our staff to speak to the builders um most trades who work for someone are too scared to speak to the actual builder and they'll see an issue on site they'll call the main contractor us and say this is the issue um and then unless it's transferred across it doesn't actually get addressed. So the plaster will plaster over the issue and move on. Whereas we say, look, this isn't straight. This needs to be corrected. Um, you know, this wall is out. Mm. Um, let's work together instead of working backwards because it's only going to bite us in the ass having to return back to site to uh, re-plaster a wall that has been picked up that it's out of square when the kitchen goes in. Um, so we try and work with the builder and the builder appreciates being able to have our guys go and speak to them instead of walking in and, you know, they're head facing, head down the whole time. They're here to do the job and get out. We, um, we build a relationship. Yep. So um, we, we make it enjoyable for everyone instead of they're just an in-out sort of subcontractor. And, and and those return to sites, they're a pain in the ass, right? That's where we start yeah. to hemorrhage money, right? Absolutely. As yeah. Absolutely. So let's work together. Mm, mm, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So you guys are, you know, outside of the mould in the sense that you have your um, staff as, as employees rather than subcontractors. Is that something that has definitely helped your business in that growth? Yeah, most of our builders are coming to us because we have full-time staff, because we're not passing the buck to a subby and a subby's attitude is they want to get in, they want to get out and yeah. as quick as possible. Um, whereas we take our time and we allow for that, which is why we're not the cheapest out there. Um, we allow the extra, um, you know, day's work that it might take to go that extra mile yeah. because our guys are full-time. There's no point um, sending our sub... Like, it, it is a big difference. If we if we get too overwhelmed and work, we'll subcontract a job out and it's um, there's the builder doesn't appreciate it because we are simply... We're not rapport building. We're not working with them. We're working against them, essentially. 
But it's got to be great for your team as well, knowing they've got that security, right? As secure as it can be. There's there's that work every day rather than being subcontractor where you could work six days straight and then have nothing for three weeks maybe because everything at the moment isn't happening as fast as it used to happen. Correct, correct. Yeah, so we... um... Our guys are all guaranteed 38 hours a week. Um, they, they get paid their overtime and bonuses and everything that goes with it. Um, and we take on work based on their workload. So we find a subcontractor, like we'll subcontractor our fixing. Um, they do what they want when they want, uh, whereas our full-time guys do what they're told. And then they ask for time off. Yeah. Um, whereas a subcontractor can say, I'm not in tomorrow and there's nothing we can do about it. Um, so we have the reliability because of that, because we can schedule ahead. We know when our guys are taking a, a annual leave day, sick days, not so much, but yeah. certainly um, we can, we know in advance if we're down a guy a week for because he's away on holiday. Yeah. Yeah, fair cool. Now, networking and community, you mentioned a week before, we're huge with networking and sharing our community and connecting people and all sorts of things. How has that helped your business? You mentioned a little bit before, but your business and you. Yeah, so um, my first proper AWIC event, I came to the ladies' lunch. Um, I met someone from insurance. I met someone from recruiting. I met someone from... uh, social media she recommended me for someone for social media so all these sort of things um that was straight off the bat um in terms of helping me assist so for example the recruiter i now speak to her (laughs) a little too regularly (laughs) stuff um but it's something that constantly i I didn't even think about um a, a recruiter in the construction industry we were advertising on you know gum tree and just getting the guys that well, we just we we hide the absolute <laughs> stuff because of that. Um, so it, it's just it's just learning that there's different avenues to find people in the construction industry instead of just relying on our contacts and relying on referrals and whatnot. So yeah, no, it's um that and our accountant and um yeah, different avenues. It's it's helped us um. Our knowledge is expanded yeah. our knowledge of yeah. being business owners, yeah. And like you said earlier in the podcast, you know, when, you know, having that support network that understands what you're going through, they may not understand it day to day, but other small business owners get it, right? They just do. And to have that support, whether it's at a lunch with 300 people or a networking event with 60, mm-hmm. it's just nice knowing sometimes that someone else is having a shitty day and a hassle too, right? Oh, absolutely. And just speaking with other mums who are owning their business, running young kids around, like my day is like a well-oiled machine. It's the kids are just, they know where they've got to be every single day because I have to delegate them off to, you know, daycare or grandparents or whatever it is just to try and survive and find time to get work done. Um, we're very, very big on not working of the evenings because we want to spend the quality time with our kids and just finding that we're not the only ones who, you know, do have to work into the night if need be. We, but you know, we're. It, it's just knowing that you're not alone in this industry. Yeah. That's that's the biggest thing that I've got out of it. Yeah, fantastic. Now, Kim, I, you know, I think you guys are doing great 
work in the sense that you're leading the way in having employees and not contractors and you know you, you're engaging your um your team on site to talk with the builder and like you said they're things that just don't happen so you know congratulations to you and and to chris and and well done on everything Thank you. Thank you. No worries. Well, and if anybody's got any questions um, for Kim or you want to know some more information about how they can help you, we'll share their details. But in the meantime, everyone have a fabulous day and thank you, Kim. Thank you. See no you. worries. <laughs>